Welcome, everybody. This is the MatchNet podcast. This is the first episode. We have just decided uh, we have Yana Johnson, uh, the director of the BFM, and myself, Benji Uyama. We just decided to start a podcast for you guys because we realized this is an important medium for, for us to convey information, to get questions answered for you guys, and really get practical. And we created this podcast just for single folks who want to prepare well for the matching process and the blessing. So it's just for you guys. And we're going to be focusing on how to be the right person and how to find the right person. Or if you have no idea where you are in terms of this matching process thing, you have no idea what the blessing is even about. This is the place for you. This is your guide through the matching process and creating a smashing marriage and blessing in the future. So we're really glad you're here. We wanted to kick off this uh, this podcast series basically to cover covering a really crucial part of the matching process in preparation for the blessing that we don't talk enough about or we don't emphasize enough and what is that you know uh spirituality <laughs> spiritual growth yeah thanks yana so we wanted to talk about spiritual spiritual practices the spirit world it's it's basically the the backdrop of our of our faith of what the blessing is and who true parents are and we realize, like, without a clear understanding, a, a personal understanding and experience with spirit world, and what is our spirit self? What is God? What are the roles of true parents? Why is the blessing even significant in the first place? Without that fundamental understanding of spirit world, it's actually significantly harder to get what the blessing is all about. And actually, it becomes something that you really take very seriously in your life. So, I want to throw that question over to Yana, first of all, is what role does spirituality or spirit world play in preparing for the blessing? Why is it important? Why does it matter to you? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it goes to like understanding what the value is of the blessing. What does the blessing mean to you? And that's one of the questions that's part of key part of preparation. Uh, and it's, it's extremely connected to spirituality for one thing, we talk about being blessed to someone for eternity, right? It's an eternal mm. commitment. So that's already implying that that's beyond life on earth. So, but I think even like, sometimes we use a lot of big terms to describe what the blessing is. And we feel like we know it like, yeah, I know the blessings eternal, but we don't really think about like, what does that really mean? You know, what does, um, how does knowing about spirit world affect the way that I live my life on earth. And I actually was thinking uh, about the blessing vow itself. Like right now we only have one blessing vow and essentially it's about promising to realize heavenly parents, ideal of creation, become an eternal husband and wife, inherit the tradition from true parents and perfect a family that will strive to realize Chanogok. I mm -hmm. paraphrase there, but Got it. Um, so there's like so many big words in there about eternal, God's dream, original ideal, inheriting true parents tradition. But the the thing that I think, particularly for me in preparing, like talking to people about why is the blessing so valuable to everybody? Uh, I asked this question about like, what kind of world are we trying to create? What is all those things I read in the vow? What is heavenly parents ideal? What is Chanil Guk? What is an ideal family? And it all has to do with love, which I find is really interesting. Like we all think that the blessings about love, everyone values wanting to, um, you know, be in a loving relationship. 
but we don't realize how spiritual love is, right? Like, because I think a lot of the examples in the world today are a very, uh, you know, external, it's a very confused version of love. And so it's like the blessing is about connecting to these deeper, um, deeper concepts that we so easily kind of hear, but we don't think about in depth, what does that really mean? And how do we grow ourselves and grow our hearts of love so that we're entering this spirit world, which is actually where you breathe the air of true love. Like we literally live on love in the spirit world. And that's why that's so important to prioritize in your life. And it gives even a deeper meaning to like wanting a loving relationship, wanting to be a loving person. It's not just about I'm living my best life now, right? It's really about thinking about the spirit world, which is such a different depth than we commonly, like you mentioned, we don't talk about this a lot. So yeah, that's kind of a long answer, but that's how your spirituality is really connected. Yeah, I got that. And and one of the reasons that we're kicking off this podcast with talking about spirituality, I know it's kind of out of left field. It's not something we talk about often. But I, I had shared with you uh, a really profound spiritual experience I had pretty recently, uh, just last month, and you wanted me to share it here uh, with the community. Um, but also, I, I wanted to get have your say on this, because I know you're a very uh, person of spiritual practice, person of faith. I want to know, where does spiritual practice come into your life? And how do you, is it kind of something that just kind of comes naturally or just like, oh, spirit world is everywhere? Or is there a moment in your life? Or is it just through daily discipline or? How does the experience for you? Yeah. Um, so I think some people are more spiritually like aware of spirit world. Either they can see things or sense. I'm a very intuitive person. So I feel like I feel things, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily experience spiritual world. But the blessing for me has always been about spirituality because my parents are like black and white, you know, blessed together many parents, your parents, like uh, Japanese and Western, um, yellow and white there. I could really see, <laughs> yeah, white. Um, I could really see how spirit world was a part of our family, like this battle of the ancestors. And that made me think like the blessing we're, we're restoring something here. And I know that first gen talk about that a lot, but that's helped me to be really serious about how I need to grow the blessing. So in some sense, I always had this awareness of spirit world because I could see it. Like I could see that things were happening or the way that my parents sometimes were responding to things wasn't just them. There was some history behind it. And that's, again, I felt it, but it also made me really serious about, I guess I've always had an interest in spirituality. And um, honestly, for me, Hundake is like a huge spiritual practice. I, I really love it. I love the peace messages. That's where I learned a lot about spirit world and the value of the blessing. Um, But it's like connecting to that in the morning helps me a lot in my day. And I feel like I read somewhere that that's part of a spiritual protection for your family. Cause I felt that, you know, there's a lot of things out there. I've read a lot of marriage resources and family resources, but there's something about true parents words and true love that has like that, I am probably one of the things I'm most grateful for in my life. I feel like so lucky that we have Hunder K as helping me to grow, to be like a wife and a mom and what I want to really be. And like the words from true parents, God's words, it's, um, 
I mean, a lot of it does talk about spirit world. So that's where it comes to my mind. But I feel like that's a key spiritual practice that has helped me to be grateful for my life on earth, but also like see a bigger vision mm-hmm. about things, like not get too caught up in the small things and also acknowledge that I'm growing and be okay with that, you know, because I think um, this ideal and a lot of those big things I mentioned that we talked about, sometimes you can get really discouraged when you feel so far from from that reality. But I felt like for me, spirituality is a lot about growing, um, growing my spirit self. And I teach it to my sons a lot. It's one of my favorite lessons to teach small children is like, you know, you have a physical body, but you have a spirit body too. And your spirit body can be really big. Even if you're a really small person, you can have a really big spirit. Mm. Like even true parents, they're kind of petite, right? You speak my language, Yes. That makes it really clear. (laughs) Yeah, that's super clear. And especially my older son, like he, he is such a good older brother and he'll sometimes get so frustrated by his younger brother who doesn't like to follow the rules or anything. And I keep saying like, wow, you're growing so many vitality elements, you know, by helping your brother living for the sake of life. So all of those things, it's not just like, oh, I know it's a good thing, but I'm really conscious. Like, how am I growing my spirit? And, um, and it affects my daily life. Like, I feel like, you know, it's straight up divine principle, but I do feel that vitality elements, doing things for other people makes you in a better space, right? It's just like... I can have not, I can have a lot of low energy and then I remember to serve and I am grateful to be in this kind of role because I get to serve a lot. And also it's, um, yeah, there's some other spiritual energy that Mm. comes from that, that I can't really explain, right? I just feel it. Uh, So it's, it's very relevant to life on earth. It's not just like you're growing your spirit, thinking about the future, but growing your spirit makes it able to do incredible things on earth. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it sounds like your experience with spirituality is through spiritual intuition, specifically. You mentioned intuition, but also the idea of leaving your intuition open to receiving inspiration on ideas. Like you said, you studied all these different things. I've even witnessed and test. I can testify that you know when you Yena Johnson decided to come to America to become the BFM director, it wasn't coincidence or it wasn't just a an, uh, a minute decision. It was <laughs> during a very challenging, you probably came to America at the most challenging time in our in American history, or maybe even our movement history, right? Uh, we, we, we jumped right to Korea for, for a massive blessing, a 2020 blessing. And then you came to America and immediately everyone was quarantined and locked down for the 2020 uh, pandemic. And you were in New York and New Jersey, which was a, you know, <laughs> a pretty challenging place to be in. And and you really like went against everything common sense. You went against everything that was like, you know, Norway is a great place. It's a good place to live. You've got friends, you've got family, you build a community there. Your friends, your kids have friends. It's a good, you know, place to be and raise a family, right? And your, your husband is from Norway and his family's there. And, and you basically, you know, followed your intuition. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, your oh, spiritual that's exactly intuition. right. And <laughs> I'm, I'm going to testify like, it's incredible to have you. It really is. It's incredible to have you. It's God sent. It's just, I don't think anybody on earth. And I say this, you know, with utmost sincerity, anyone on earth could do the job that you do that Yenon does. So please give her some love. Everyone that is listening to this, she's, um, so I, anyways, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. 
so I, I wanted to share the, this spiritual experience that I had uh, maybe three weeks ago now, four weeks ago. I'm not a spiritual person, guys. I'm practical. I, I follow my, my gut. I follow what I feel like is the right noble thing to do. I'm not spiritual. I've never had a spiritual experience. So take this as you will. But it, I had uh, an experience that basically opened my, blew my mind, opened my eyes and, trans, and, and put me on a different path, a spiritual path in my life. I had a dream. Okay. Now dreams are many times just subconscious. Sometimes they're meaningless. I don't know, but a lot of people have significant experiences through dreams. I had a dream that felt like weeks, you know, one of those long dreams. And in my dream, I died in my dream. Usually when you die, you, you wake up, right? Typically, if you die, if something shakes you awake, you will wake up from your dream. I died and I experienced the experience of transitioning into spirit world. I remember thinking in my dream, okay, I'm dying. I'm going to wake up. Like, oh, now I'm going to wake up. And then I remember thinking, well, I'm not, I'm not waking up. I'm not waking up. And then I experience, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is happening. Like, this is, this is what it's like to go to spirit world. And I transitioned from, from the physical world. I had to explain it, but like, felt like it was just like the freeing of my, my, my spirit, like just free. And I remember the feeling was not specifically very vividly remember the feeling I felt was not fear or scared but it was actually excitement. It was actually really, really so excited to be free. That's my feeling. Like so excited to, to roam the spirit world. So excited to, to meet people, to help people. Specifically, I remember like, I get to help people. Like I get to, I get to help people in, in, in physical world and I get to do stuff and I get to meet people and I get to, to travel in, in, in an instant, speed of light or whatever. And that was my feeling. I remember that it was not fear, wasn't scared. And you know, take this dream as you will, but the entire dream was basically felt like weeks of me in spirit world, trying to figure out how spirit world works. This is my entire dream. It was trying to figure out how things work. And I was asking questions uh, to, to God. I was asking questions to other people or spirits or angels or whatever they were in the spirit world. And just trying to figure things out. And I would actually have experiences where I would come to physical world and, and visit people, my family, specifically people that are the loves of my life, my life, my wife, my children, my parents, my family, and I would visit them. And this is my whole dream is figuring out how stuff works, asking questions, talking to God, you know, and the, the most profound experience that I woke up from uh, after a very long, I'm not going to go into the entirety of the dream. There was a really long story associated with this dream. And the story was basically me trying to help people on physical world, like people who are going through really difficult situations, specifically uh, blessed families, actually, who are going through some challenging experiences. And I was trying to kind of help them and guide them and, in, and kind of encourage them to go a certain path. But I was really limited because there are certain principles or laws in spirit world where you can't, you know, like interfere or you can't take away people's personal choice, people's personal responsibility, but you can just kind of like hint or like nudge them in a little direction, like, like do this, you know, or like, don't do that, you know? So, <laughs> and uh, that was my whole dream was, is me trying to help people. But the most profound thing that I woke, the, 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 the scene in my dream that I woke up to was I went to, to my, to, to my house where my wife was. And of course, in my dream, she was still uh, alive. And I was, you know, I passed on in spirit world and I was visiting my wife in spirit world. And she was kneeling 
at the altar praying for me. And she was praying for my safe safety and health and spirit world. And that's a, that's a really profound and emotional thing to, to witness. You know, if you can, if I can try to paint a picture of what that's like to see your spouse praying for you while you're, you know, you're, you're dead. Like that was really like a, a confirmation. It was a really confirmation moment. First of all, that, that I'm loved, that people in this world love me. And number two, the most important thing is that love is the only thing that matters in life. Love is the only thing that matters in the spirit world. It's the only thing you take with us. And I remember feeling and experiencing, experiencing that so profoundly in my dream is that I could only connect with people through love. I can only connect people to people that I experienced a loving relationship with. And it was through love that I could visit them, that I could spend time with them, that I could actually communicate with them. It was very interesting. And then I woke up from my dream, guys. And I kid you not, I started cursing like crazy. I was like, holy S, you know, S-H-I-T. I was like, holy moly. I started saying this out loud. I was like, holy moly. Like, this is real. Like, this stuff is real. This, like, spirit world is real. Like, I kept saying, it's real, you know? And I was saying that because in my life, I've never had the confirmation that I've kind of always decided, like, that spirit, I've decided, okay, I believe in spirit world because it's, it makes sense and it's good for me. That's kind of my logic. It's like, it's a good thing to, to believe in an afterlife. But it was like confirmation for me in my personal experience. Like, this, is, this stuff is real. And the reason we're sharing, I, I'm sharing this story with you guys here, listening in the community, is that my, my realization fir, firmly established my belief that the blessing is the answer. The blessing is the solution to the lack of love, the lack of ability to breathe in spirit world that many of us experience if we don't experience what the blessing is all about. The blessing is not just a ceremony where you receive it, not just a matching process. It's not just, it's a lot of things, but it's not just even two people coming together for their entire life. It's way beyond that. And my profound, profound realization is that the blessing is the opportunity for us to expand our capacity to love. Because if you, look at it through, if you look at life through that lens, guys, like if you look at life through, it, if it is true that spirit world exists, which I firmly believe now, and if it is true that the air we breathe in spirit world, which the true father said over, stated over and over, is love, then that means the most important thing that we do in our lives is prepare our capacity to love, our heart to love. Not prepare, but to, to actualize and to practice our ability to love people here on earth. And what better way to expand our capacity to love than through the blessing? But not only that, through having a family. I mean, like Yana and I are here right now. We've both, both been blessed for over a decade each. And we have kids and we can testify firsthand how challenging the blessing can be. How challenging it can be to bring two nations, two worlds together, to to ancestral lineages together and how incredibly hard it can be at times. I'll tell you a hundred stories where I almost wanted to, you know, jump off a cliff or, or, <laughs> you know, drive into a, the side of a tree or something. Cause I was so upset and frustrated at my life and at my blessing and my wife. But every single day, I kid you not, we have never ever considered a divorce has never been an option. It's never been on the table because our commitment is the blessing is a commitment to growth 
to resemble, ultimately to resemble the heart of love, the heart of true love, the heart of God, and to resemble God's characteristics of men and women in our family and to pass that on to our children. And that experience of having children, raising children, experiencing what it's like to go through the pains of being a parent, of being in God's representative for our family, that is the experience of the blessing. That is the experience of being a loving person. And I think that when you receive the blessing and you, and you, and you prepare well for it and you do everything you can to be a loving person for your future spouse, for your current spouse, or for your future children, then you are setting yourself up to have a rich and fulfilling spirit life, afterlife. And then when you look through that lens, every decision you make from now on can be based from the paradigm of what will help me become the most loving person. I think that's an important question to ask when you're going to school. What major do you cite? What uh, career path do you take? Do you go to GPA or do you go to college? Who do you get matched and blessed with? When do you have children? How many children do you have? All these questions can be answered most importantly by which is the most loving thing to do or which one will help me become a more loving person. When you're faced with a situation, you're in a matching process and you don't know if it's the right fit or what to do, you can ask yourself that. Will this be, will this result in me becoming a more loving person? Will we be able to create love, a true genuine love together? Will uh, going to GPA, you know, is something people ask themselves versus going to college help me become a more loving person? Maybe, I don't know. You can ask yourself that. Um, True father even said in his autobiography, if you become a soccer player, become a soccer player for the world. Even something as, uh, as extravagant as being a soccer player or as, uh, or as flashy as that, you can do that for God. You can do that for love. You can do that in the name of love for the world. So uh, that's essentially my, 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 my dream. But ever since that day that I had that, I have, I have made it a priority every day to actually study spirit world more, specifically study True Parents' words. And I've been studying a book in the Chunsing Young called Earthly Life in the Spirit World. It's a smashing, smashing chapter in the book. I recommend you check it out. I, I read that one a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice, Yana. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyways, now we're going to get into to some practicalities for what you guys can do listening to this. You know, you've heard all these grand expressions of what spirituality is and how it affects the, the blessing in the future and your matching process and your lineage. But how, what can you do actually to actualize it and not just sit on your hands and wait for a miraculous dream, <laughs> which some of us do sometimes. So, yeah. Yana, do you have anything to, to add? Or I mean, this, this might not be, I wanted to add this. I don't know if it's the most practical point, but we can expand on it. But um, I think just when you were sharing about your dream, that's really fascinating. I find that, I think you really experienced spirit world there. Um, I was just thinking about the blessing, like, because I think um, even before you're blessed, right, a lot of the times a practical question you ask is like, how can I invite God in my life more like practically, right? Like what, what is a God-centered life? How do you build a God-centered family? And um, I think something I've had to realize about my identity as a second generation, as a blessed child like one of the most precious things to me is my relationship with God. And that has been a continuous process. Like any relationship, you've got to grow <laughs> and work on that. And just a really practical way that I, as a parent now, have learned the value of prayer. And I think 
it's a tip you can work on because prayer is a key part of your spiritual growth is um, talking to God about how you're feeling. So like just a really simple example, I used to struggle with praying about myself or things because I felt like, well, God already knows what's going on. Like I'll pray for someone who's sick or something, but even then I'm like, God knows what's happening, right? What, what can I really say? <laughs> so it's easier to sometimes pray for big things, but it didn't create that personal relationship. Um, but actually as a parent now, like my son, when they started uh, kindergarten daycare, uh, I would ask him like, how was your day? And you know, they're just like, good. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, you know, I could picture what their day was like. I could picture that they probably had a snack. They played with some friends. They played outside. Kind of like God knows what you do. But what I really wanted to know as a parent is like, how did you feel about the day? What happened? Um, you know, when did you make a new friend or when maybe you got hurt? And how did you feel about that? And that's exactly what God wants to know. And that's exactly how you build a really personal relationship with God is like, sharing the personal things and in talking about it you can see those little glimpses like those nudges I was thinking in your dream Benji about how you nudge people right like sometimes we don't get these signs that are we have a lot of spiritual support and God heavenly parent and a lot trying to help us but we're not always aware of it and you need to be kind of humble in praying so um but I also wanted to bring up like how important it is to God that you become a loving person. That's the less, so that was my practical tip, but the more, again, just really key to remember about the blessing is that I feel like, why does God want everyone in God's lineage? It's to help us grow our capacity to love. And I honestly think my relationship with God, I don't know because I'm a blessed child. I don't know anything different, but I feel like part of it is because of a foundation from true parents from my parents being blessed that has enabled me to with a lot of hard work develop this kind of sensitivity toward God that I really value and I think it just continues that way and that's what we're really talking about when we're talking about God's lineage it's about that heart of love and I that's the kind of thing that inspires me like practically that's how the world changes like all the things you said Benji we've got to grow to love for spirit world and God wants this whole world to be in loving world where every single person naturally right they're just growing into a loving family they grow up a total life of love and they go into spirit world breathing love you know like that's in essence what channel Guk with the ideal world what we're talking about is and how important it is for us but especially for god like how painful it is to be in a world that's like so opposite of that so i think connecting to kind of God's heart is a really key way to understand the value of the blessing and especially lineage. Cause I know that's, that's a huge topic we can talk about another day, but um, I think it's really key when it comes to spirituality as well yeah. to understand. Yeah. That's a great tip. I would recommend everybody check out a movie. You're going to like this one, guys. Check out a movie called interstellar by Christopher Nolan. So after my dream, I rewatched that movie because I realized like, when I first saw the movie like years ago, I felt like something was really like too real about it. You know, like a few, like kind of a creepy, like this is not just fan like science fiction. This is something about this is special. And I actually believe that the portrayal of, of 
that story is actually how spirit world works. The only thing that they got wrong or not wrong, but is off is that it's not. So, so basically interstellar, the, the conclusion spoiler, it's an old movie, kind of old is that Matthew McConaughey goes to space and to another galaxy dimension. And he can communicate to his past, his daughter from the past through get this love. And they kind of glance ah. over that line, but he says, the only element that can transcend time and space is love. That's what they said. I was like, that's like a, that's awesome. a really important point in the movie that we kind of glance over. But the only difference is it's not from one galaxy to the next. It's from spirit world to our very real physical world. And I think if you want to have an idea of like what spirit world, uh, according, and I read so much of True Parents' words on this from the Chun Young Earthly Life and the Spirit World, that entire book is really good. A lot of what True Father is saying is confirmed <laughs> uh, by this movie, Interstellar, you know? I thought that was so awesome. So anyways, take it with a grain of salt, but go watch the movie if you want an entertaining way to learn about the spirit world. But also I'll just mention really quick, something I did when I was a single folk preparing for the blessing is I, I, I started a, a simple 40-day condition with my parents where we read uh, a book, the Shunsung Young section about the blessing, just about the blessing. And I read it in front of in front of them at their feet. They were sitting on some chairs or a sofa, and I would sit on the floor and I'd read it to them, just a page or a section, and then I would explain to them what it made me feel or what I kind of resonated with or what I understood from it. And that was we did that for forty days, and they kind of gave me some back and forth, some advice. Not really, they just kind of listened. And that was probably the best thing, honestly, I did to really develop a spiritual understanding of what the blessing is. And so the element of this condition that was really good is the give and take. So if you're going to do some kind of spiritual practice, it's, it's good to have both like a, a daily practice of prayer or meditation or kind of introspection, reflection, whatever you want to call it, but really going inward, but also to have give and take because there is nothing yeah. new that can come about, right? This is divine principle uh, throughout without give and take. Give and take is required in order to create something. So if you want to create a new understanding of spirit world, a new spiritual self, and, and understand the importance of your spiritual senses, your spiritual being, then I recommend talking with somebody. If you have parents you could talk about spirit with, if you have a sibling, if you have a close friend, uh, or you can just start with talking with God, you know, it's always a, a really important place to start. Okay. So those are some practical tips for you. Anything else to close us with, you know? No, I'm glad everyone joined. This is such a great topic. We'd love to hear your thoughts on expanding on this topic yeah so actually good point on that we are going to be doing every episode a, a q a so you guys can ask us questions any question that you have that's about matching and blessing not any question uh you can go to matchnet.us slash podcast that's matchnet.us slash podcast and you can ask us a question there and we'll get to it uh, as all the questions that we can right here on the podcast. Okay. And also as always be sure to check out the MatchNet program, which we've developed to help guide you systematically through the matching process and, and, and guide you everything you need to know, all the education, all the qualifications to become a really outstanding marriageable matching candidate. And we're always trying to improve that program and, and give the community uh, as much support as we can. So you can check that out at matchnet.us and uh, we'll hope to see you there. Okay. Thank you, everyone. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.